Welcome to a special edition, the Breeders' Crown edition of Going in Circles. With me tonight uh, are two of the best harness racing handicappers I know, my friend Jason Bytus, and Jason's been around since the Roosevelt days, and uh, Barry Spears, the sniper, who uh, has got an odd fetish for amateur races. We don't have any amateurs in, uh, in the Breeders' Crown, but um, Barry's a good handicapper as well, and we'll get his thoughts and kind of go over the races and uh, maybe come up with a few betting strategies. I, I have a couple uh, non-favorites that, that uh, not non-chalk, not we're not going to chalk it out, but um, we'll try to go through the races relatively quick and uh, maybe uh, just kind of see how this goes. All right, I'll be back in one minute. All right, welcome to a special edition Going in Circles. We have the two sharpest harness racing handicappers on the East Coast with us, Mr. Jason Bidis and, and the sniper, Mr. Barry Spears. Welcome. Glad to be on with the boys. Yeah, man, this is this is good. I'm, I'm digging this setup right now. Well, it would be better if I had a little bit of more technical help because uh, currently I'm depending on uh, a jar of Furison to hold up the microphone. But, uh, you know, the picks are the important part. Well, we have quite a few races. We're going to start out with Friday night's card. We have uh, four Breeders' Crown races, um, all for two-year-olds. Oddly enough, there's a, uh, a couple overnight races in between. But um, it starts out with the two-year-old fillies on the trot. And... Huh. This, to me, was um, it, it was one of the races that really was kind of wide open. And it, it didn't have a, a huge favorite going into it. And, uh, you know, the eliminations really didn't shake things up that much, to be honest with you. No, I, I looked at this race, um, and, and everybody, it's really evenly matched. I, it, it was, I mean, I know the uh, Morning Line maker had to... Had to really kind of split hairs in order to, to, to separate some of these horses. Um, you know, even you know the longer-priced horses, at least on the morning line, have a good enough shot to win this. So I'm expecting a decent price. Um, you know, obviously it's about the trip, but um, there's there's only maybe one horse that I can see that that I'd be surprised at winning. It's probably the one. But uh, other than that, they all have a good shot. Yeah, yeah. The one wouldn't be in a Breeders' Cup race if it wasn't held at, at, at Hoosier Park. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pretty good chance that horse would not have uh, been involved. But you know, there was a big, a, a big breaker in the last uh, in the eliminations in the first elimination last week. Donna Soprano, uh, who had shipped out of that uh, down from Woodbine, um, from from running in the um, the million dollar the that million new million dollar race they had, she broke. She broke way before the start and just never got involved. And she would have been the favorite. She was the big favorite the other day. But, uh, you know, her being eliminated, uh, there, there's there's just quite a few horses in here who, who, like you said, really have a chance. I mean, uh, the the two-horse um, interation, that was Marcus Melander's horse with uh, um, Brian Sears. You know, she, she got a, a pretty soft lead last time. 
you know, you know, went the went to the quarter twenty seven four, went fifty seven and three, uh, under no with no pressure, and she really kind of folded up in the stretch. Like a lawn chair, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when they <laughs> hit the three quarters, up. I thought I thought she was home free, and she kind of, um, she like you said, she kind of folded up, and, and you know they have a passing lane at Hoosier, so it gets a little bit freaky down the last eighth of a mile, and horses start diving inside too, but um, and you know, actually, a side note is the conditions might be kind of similar um, to the elimination as it will be tomorrow. Yeah, it might be a little so wet. That, that may be the factor. If it if it's if it's sloppy again, you know, <clears throat> it's not far fetched that the that the elimination could be the same race that the uh, the actual race is. You know, that the horse uh, number four Maserati um, <clears throat> drew well. Uh, it's kind of fast, and probably will sit the same kind of trip. Yeah, especially if, if uh, the three doesn't want to kind of challenge the two like like last time so we'll see you know the one thing about the passing lane is that guys can sit and maserati sat in in the the three hole and it just it just worked out for her because you know it just everything kind of opened up and and she got a perfect trip but lady chaos who was the other division winner she's had a perfect two hole trip and and you know her, her she didn't have a um, a straw on her path either, and I really kind of liked Presto until she drew post ten, and she's going to be on the second tier behind uh, I'm a Diamond Babe, who's you know, though I, I guess Gingras could could follow uh, the two too. I mean, you can choose whoever you want to follow when there's only one trailer, so he could follow two, who I'm sure will show some speed. But uh, you know, the, to, to me, the mystery horse in there too is is is. And I, I hate, I hate using him. You know who I'm talking about, right? I know who it is. Splash Blue Chip. This, this is the exact kind of race that he wins with. And he's just so, you know, he's so, he's just, he's just Aki, but. <laughs> he just does things you know that don't make any sense. Chuck, one thing about Lady Cass that I will say, she did have a perfect trip and on a limb, but she was also off three weeks. True. True, you that's know, true. And that's something that you have to factor in, I believe. Yeah, she's I think that's filly, true. She's a filly that's very capable on her best. Obviously, she's, I believe, morning line favorite, but she also can, you know, come with a subpar effort. You know, earlier in the year, she was uh, completely dominant. And then she kind of lost her way. Is she getting back into form now? You know, that's the question that you have to answer. Yeah, you're right. You know, that race on, on October 3rd when she ran in the bluegrass at uh, at the Red Mile, she was off 3-5 to five and, and just had had nothing that day. And obviously, uh, you know, she might have had some some sort of minor issue that they did some work on, but, but she was much better last week. Though, like you said, she did have a good trip, but... Uh, I, I mean, this is a really, it's a wide open race. I mean, if you go back and, and look at Hello, I Love You's races, uh, and, and she, she, she didn't do a whole lot last week, but, you know, the one tricky thing about these elimination races is it, it's the, the purse is um, you know, 5% of what the final purse is going to be. And uh, there, there's a horse we'll talk about later that, that I think really might have gone just too hard, too fast. 
and um, that that's you know that that is a factor too. Is that how you know if you're just going to make the final? Well, I don't know, but what is uh what, what do we think about the home cooking here with Swift Swanda, who was pretty giant last week in Erlem? You know she was able to close off a second quarter in thirty and one with some pretty much results, and she came home in twenty six and a piece. And was just rolling over the top of us. I mean, can she run back to that effort? I don't think so. You, personally. You, you know what I, I mean? I, I not, think not at that price. If 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 Swiss Swanda's probably about nine ten to one, it's go time. But yeah, nine to two, I, I couldn't do it. Um, yeah. I, I landed on Presto. I, I still think Presto's is is the horse here. Um, but my long shot is actually gotta gotta believe the nine. Um, lightly raced. I, I, I think the horse is, is just fast in general, and could, you know Eddie Miller could work out a trip here and, and come running late. Yeah, you you could make a good case for both the nine and the ten. The you know they're they're a little hamstrung. Presto's gonna have to start from the second tier, um, but you know last week made a nice first over overbid and I thought it was going to win. I think the announcer thought it was going to win too. <laughs> when you watch the, the race, uh the one problem I have with Swift Swanda is she's got no early speed. No, no she's one dimension. So she's going to be lucky. She's gonna need, She'll be third she's over. Some yeah, she's going to need some hitting up front. You know, you know, if they really go at it in a hard half and like you said if she can get cleared up, you know, I think she's definitely the Philly in the race, probably with the best last quarter in her. Yeah, the, the one thing about the Breeders' Con races is these guys, they take no prisoners, and there's no, there's not going to be any easy, easy leads, or at least most of the time, unless there's significant breakers or such. Um, I thought the one thing about this field was, despite um, a lot of the Phillies not being all that um, experienced, they don't break. There, there's not a lot of horses in here that break. Um, they, they, you know, for for two year old fillies. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so these guys with with these kind of horses that that don't you don't have to try to nurse them around or keep them from running. You think that there there's gonna be some there's gonna be some action in that race. I mean, you would think that there's gonna be some moves and. Uh, Anytime Aki's in a race, there's always some action. Something nuts happening. Yeah, when there's there's big money Aki, he can just. God, he, and, and Splash Blue Chip has some early speed. Yeah, that's that's he he was kind of passive with her yes last time. He just kind of sat yeah. in and and that's not like him. I mean, you know him. He's a kamikaze sometimes. So you know what? It's funny that you say that because I thought he was passive on everything he drove last week. Yeah, yeah which he, is strange. Yeah, exactly. It's not not his his mo, but again, it, it's eliminations. Yeah, you know, it no, is it is eliminations no, and. He, you know, right. he's right. the, the money's going down. You know, tomorrow night. And the one, you know, what, you know, the one thing we have we have to remember too is Aki is a guy that that trains these other catch drivers. They're just drivers for the most part. I mean, Tietrich owns well, a couple with Jimmy King and those those people. He's but, a very good trainer. He's an excellent trainer. Yeah, they said he can shoe his own horses. I mean, he's, he's excellent. Yeah. His catch driving skills sometimes just make you want to. Yeah. If I had hair, I'd pull it out. The, the the Hamiltonian from a couple years ago, that that race was when he almost it, it looked it, it literally looked like uh, Roy Marone in an amateur race. 
All right, guys. Well, for picks purposes, I'm going to take Lady Chaos on top of Swift Swanda. I hate to go show up, but I just think that Lady Chaos kind of needed that race last time. I know she's going to offer zero value in here, but I think she's going to work out a good trip, and I think she's back in really good form. Barry? I'm going, I'm going with the 10-9 cold. Presto, we got to believe. Maybe, you know, put in the, uh, the six hello, I love you for her. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Presto and, and I'm going with my man Aki to fill out a nice number. And I, I think I might I might bet bet tries and supers with all in the third and fourth positions. Because we have the whole field covered. The, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I outside of the one, like Barry said, the, the rest of them it, it's really hard yeah. to say why well, this horse can't win because it's a really good. It's a great betting race. It really is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now we go to the two-year-old Colts. Um, this is a completely different type of race, and <laughs> you have two horses. Uh, Captain Corey was was the 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 big horse going into the limbs, and he got beat fair and square by Venerate. Venerate just out. I mean, he just left them in in the stretch, and he he was. He was tremendous uh, after after breaking and and being kind of disappointing uh, his last race at uh, at Red the Red Mile. I mean, he had gone on uh, a little bit of a streak there, and you know he he um, he won the Mohawk you know the the Mohawk Million, which um, was a you know first running was this year, and and then he came back uh, in the uh, the Stallion Stakes at uh, at the Red Mile and and just just was was dull and 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 broke and then i mean last week he was tremendous <laughs> that's an understatement <laughs> he, he ran a huge huge mile i don't know if he can come back to that personally but you know again the conditions are going to be quite similar to to what it was um for the elimination so it wouldn't surprise me if he kind of paired up and, and ran you know a similar type race but I mean, from a consistency standpoint, um, Captain Corey's danced all the dances and, and, and has showed up pretty much every time. The only the only reservation I have about him is the driver. But, you know, sometimes the horse makes the driver. So that's what that's what I'm hoping for. It looks like, um, you know, kind of a two-horse race. If something wild was going to happen, it was probably going to be the third or fourth choice that would, would take it up. It looks like a, a complete chalk fest on paper. Jay, what do you think? Yeah, we're all on the same age here. I mean, it's pretty basic. It's Venery versus Captain Corey, the rematch from last week. The only thing I would say, and like I was leading to before, is I don't trust that they get beat on the square, but I just thought he was a little conservative. I don't think he was all in. But like you said, I mean, Venery was just unbelievable. I mean, when this two-year-old trotter stays flat, uh, you know, he's something to see. And I just think that, like Barry said, he pairs up, he comes back with another monster race, he's able to take down this race. You know, obviously I feel pretty much the same way as you guys too about those two. And it's very rare that you see uh, you have two eliminations and one goes almost two seconds faster. <laughs> Especially, especially two-year-old trotters to, to go two seconds faster. But there's a horse 
who who snuck in the race because there wasn't enough en uh, other entries for it. But there's a horse I like to hit the board, and you'll probably think I'm nuts, but Moonstone What's S is a really good horse. And the horse is, is like, to me, is one of those really talented horses. And for whatever reason, he's just kind of, um, you know, his last his last two races, he made early breaks. And he made early breaks, uh, but both times the drivers were were being aggressive. They were leaving with him, and, and he made breaks. And I'm thinking this race, he might be able to pick up some cover and really finish strong. And, and if Aki sit in a two-hole... In a race for six hundred thousand, he's likely to pull the pocket at the half mile pole. I mean, you know, he, he's he'll do that. He's not going to sit in. He, he's you know they're going for not going for twenty five thousand this week. They're going for for uh, six hundred thousand and probably the the um, you know the the two year old trotter of the year. Whoever wins this race is is going to probably you know get that title. So um, I, I just think he's, a, he's I think he's a good horse, Moonstone S, and and I just think that. Uh, I, I don't really like uh, anybody else out of that race, uh, out of the other division, and I, you know, and, and uh, I'm just thinking that he could maybe finish, pick up, pick up the, the pieces and, and finish out. Uh, he might be a hundred to one, so, so that's that's the kind of thing we want. But that that's who. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, obviously, I'm gonna take Venerate just because Andy Miller's a much better driver than. Than the Oxter, and uh, and I'm gonna say that uh, Moonstone S clunks up and, and and runs third. That's fair. I mean, uh, I'm I'm going the opposite way. I'm going Captain Corey Venerate, and my long shot will be uh, delayed Hanover, Aki's other horse. Um, that uh, Yannick is uh, is going to drive. I think this horse has a lot of potential. I like the lightly raced ones in, in this kind of situation um, to, to come up big and, and run a big mile. So, you know, hopefully he does, and he'll be a price, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got those two. We, we got to find the price. Jay, what do you think? Uh, I'm just rolling on Venerate. I just think he's the best of this group, and uh, his mile last week was just sensational. Well, the 11th race... Is not a is not a um, Breeders' Crown race, but it's uh, it does have a horse named Hoochie Girl in it. <clears throat> it's, named for a group, it's named for a really good Indiana bred. I think Blazing Britches. Blazing Britches, yes, yes. Yeah, she was special. You know, when you look at the like the car, I don't really play Indiana very much. I don't pay much attention to it. But I know one thing. When those horses come in, like especially like Jeff Culliford come in from the Meadowlands, and that uh, Annette Lorenzen comes in from Ohio, those horses, they're they're tough. I mean, these are really good horses. You look at the undercard races, and and there are some horses in Breeders' Crown races that are like Indiana regulars. That like I said, if the Breeders' Crown was a Woodbine or the Breeders' Crown was the Meadowlands, they probably wouldn't have shipped to be fifty to one. But they're good horses. I mean, like their bracing there is really tough. I'm so glad that this year they're running at Hoosier over like Pocono. I mean, I think it's terrible to run the Breeders' Crown at Pocono because of so many reasons. I mean, one, Pose plays a huge advantage. And two, really, if you don't have any speed at Pocono, you have no chance. Whereas Hoosier, you can win from basically anywhere, you know, on a 7 8 Yeah, they got a lot of room to, to operate. So 
it, you're not going to get those, you know, so sad, too bad kind of trips where, you know, it's like, oh, well, if I was in post three instead of post eight, you know, we probably would have won. And, and you, you can't get those kind of excuses on the big oval. So, you know, everybody's going to have their shot. And, and, and that's what I like to see, especially in these kind of races. You know, they're very competitive. I know the last race, you know, the, the two-year-old Colts, that race in particular isn't going to be too competitive in my mind. But, you know, um, the Phillies is definitely. So, you know, it, it, it just gives everybody a, a good opportunity to take a shot. And that's what they do in, on a night like this is everybody's going. I mean, you know, like Chuck said, they, they, they go. So they're not there to lose. And they're not there not to give it their best shot either. No, it's it's good. I, I agree with Jay. And personally, I, I would have the the Breeders' Crown at, at Mohawk, at the Meadowlands, or at Hoosier. Bigger tracks, fair races, and uh, I, I, uh, I don't think Cal Expo is gonna survive. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the Cal is gonna survive. But um, I'd like it at Pompano just because you know I could go. But. Uh, <laughs> they had it there. They've had they, it there. they have they had it. They had it at Saratoga. They've had it all over the place. But uh, no, I I agree though. I, I think the big tracks, the bigger tracks, the seven eighths and the mile tracks. It's just better racing and and uh, people. Uh, when you have the outside post, you have a much better shot. And, and uh, no, I agree. Um, the twelfth race is the two year old Philly Pacers, and <laughs> there's um. There's certainly um, there's certainly a, a uh, it's a good race. I mean, I think you could make a make a case for for quite a few of them. Yeah, you know the the horse that kind of caught my attention. I don't really love his post, but it's the one continual loop. Continue I, like his last, I, I, I think he, he kind of stepped up the last time and, and uh, you know he's paired up in the past even even shipping so you know I think he's just in perfect form right now and if he, if he's ever gonna win a big race it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be tomorrow and it's gonna be this race that he just kind of jumped off the page at me as a, as a horse on the improve and you know, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of his post post one in this race for this particular horse, but I, I think he, I think he's going to be right there when it's all said and done. You know the thing I, I watched that race over again a couple times, and it was very oddly run. And the continual Lou was gapping in 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 the pocket, and looked kind of like the ninety to one shot that she was, and all of a sudden like. You know, the even even at the quarter pole, you know, she still wasn't really going forward, and the whole field really wasn't going forward. And then when Miller got her out to the middle of the track, the last eighth of a mile, she just like exploded. It was it was crazy. I, I watched it over and over. She went twenty six the last quarter, and you know, just was like she looked like a three to five shot. Did so. I'm I'm looking through the PPs and I notice Miller chose somebody else. Yes, he did. Uh, you know, that that definitely was pause for cause, but, you know, it, it, it's kind of strange. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to know why, but, I mean, 
if you look at the PPs, it's a little obvious, but it's got to be a little more to it, um, you know, because uh, Blue Diamond Eyes is very, very consistent, but just doesn't win. You know, Blue Diamond Eyes, I bet last week, and I was thinking to myself, like, she must be going to make a break or something. Why is she so far behind? And he made no moves. He did nothing. He just sat on her. Sat he, on her. He drove her, like Burke said, I don't want to take much out of her. Just get in the, you know, make it to the final, be in the top five. But don't, like, do anything. Because he literally did nothing. He never even raised a stick on her. He didn't, he didn't even hit the wheel. I mean, and she still was fourth, and she made up a lot of ground, and she was really rolling at the end. But it was just a bizarre drive for a horse that was five to two. Now, was that a private purchase? Uh, yes, that was. It looks like it. Yeah. Yeah, because she, she was pretty chatting last week, you know, going first up, uh, you know, first time in the Burke barn. So, I mean, it looks like it's an all-out onslaught for Burke to win this race. And she was the one that I leaned, leaned to, Scarlet Hanover. You know, I, I was a little disappointed in first Fire Starts Hanover's race last week. Because she brushed into a slow pace, and she just looked home free. I mean, I, I didn't, you know, I, I was, I was very surprised that that she got beat. Yeah, she she kicked clear, and, and I thought she was home too. I almost turned the channel. And and she kind of kicked clear from the rest of the field, and that's when that the Contalou just kind of like freaked, and I I don't know if he just, I, I don't know. That was that was just kind of a. Um, I was very surprised. That whole con I just don't know what to make of that race. I really don't. I don't know. If Contalou is just that was like a freak performance, and we're not going to see that again. But one thing's for sure, you're not getting ninety-two to one. Right? You're not going to get ninety-two to one. No, we missed the wedding, and you know. But she, I still think she's going to be a, a decent enough price. Oh no, no question about it. But like you said, you know, you missed the wedding. JK's always be a lady. Uh, to me, last week she looked like she was beaten, and and uh, and Yannick just went to work on her, and she got up, and I kept thinking to myself, did she do a little too much? Do too much, yeah. That's that was my thought when I saw that race too. But she she was good that last week. I mean, she he he didn't look like uh, fifty feet from the wire. He didn't look like he was going to get there. I, I I was really shocked that she got there. Hey, another thing, Chuck, always been Nicky is just an unbelievable sire. I mean, he's probably going to be as good of a sire as he was a racehorse. Yeah, he's got a bunch of two-year-olds that can really, really, that are, that are you know, I know in the trotters we're not supposed to say really, really run, but uh, <laughs> he, he's, he has got some, some really good horses. And, uh, you know, he, he was he was a great horse. I mean, he was just a, a game horse, too, and, 
and the horse comes back from not one broken pastern, but two broken pasterns, and you think he he set the, the world record with screws in both his back ankles. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Just uh, kind of like a personal incident type of deal. It really is. It really is. But uh, yeah, he, he's he's some he's he's really a good sire. Then we have the thirteenth, which is uh, the Pegasus without the big purse. Huh. <laughs> it does have gay water horse in it. Not as a horse, not a trainer. Um. Ron Burke must have he, he must have like nineteen vans that he sent to Indiana for this weekend. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, oh, the man. dude's got like fourteen horses in in in, in, in this card and then like half of them aren't even breeders count races. I mean he's gonna be doing some running around that night. He sure will. Um you go to the fourteenth. The fourteenth is the uh the two year old pacers and there's uh, an undefeated horse. Obviously, not trained by Joe Orsino, but named Perfect Sting. Um, uh, you know, Perfect Sting, I, I will admit this, I bet against him last week. Why would you admit that? Well, I, I saw the race before at the, the um, Red Mile, and and Miller really was very non-aggressive with it. For a horse with an undefeated record, he just was like, even at the quarter pole, turning for home, he, he just kind of seemed like he was almost hopelessly beat. And that day, he Still just fast, he though. just got up. I mean, he just he he a lesser horse would have would have not got there. And I was he thinking got, to myself, he just got so much number, Chuck. I was just thinking, you know what? Maybe he's maybe he's starting to tail off a little bit, you know. And then last week he just like crushed him. <laughs> so much for that angle. Yeah. <laughs> just he put that to bed pretty quick in one fifty and four. Yeah, that was quick. Yeah, you know the. And the, he did it easy, Chuck. Uh, I I was I was kind of um, looking at the morning line and I'm thinking to myself. I think, I think, yeah, he, he's gonna be less. I, I don't. Southwind Gendry is, is on a is is on a run, but most of those races are kind of second tier stake races, and uh, you know, for a horse who's nine for eleven, has made four hundred thousand dollars. That certainly is not a bad record, but he hasn't raced against any horses like Perfect Sting yet, and. He's gonna have to. I mean, I could see this race going in, in, you know, depending on how the speed of the track is, in, in under one fifty. And um, I don't know if Southwick Gendry has got that in him yet. Up. Yeah, I'm thinking it's the same thing. I, 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 my, my strategy was to, to play, uh, <clears throat> was to play perfect sting over somebody else to clunk up. And then pass horses late because uh, I don't think Southwind Jenner is going to hang in there. I just don't think I don't think he has it in him. You know, there's a horse who who I like in this race, and I don't know if he's good enough to be Perfect Sting, but he was really really sharp um, this late in the summer, and and he looked to be uh, he had gone up to Woodbine, and he looked like he was going to be. Uh, the best two-year-old out there, and that's a, um, a buck a bet Hanover. And he came first over in the Metro at, at a, a really short price, 
and just kind of faded in the stretch and then took a couple weeks off. He came back at the Red Mile and broke before the start and, and just made a huge rally that day to get back in. And then last week, it was a, it, it was a very, uh, uh, it was like the Dave Miller drive on the, the, the two-year-old uh, Philly where he just got way behind and just kind of like sat, 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 made a nice late middle-of-the-track run to, to get qualified. But that horse, to me, is, is a horse that could be a sleeper in this race. And, and you know, you, you go back to the summertime, uh, you go back to the, the Metro Series outside the final, you, you, go, uh, you look at the, his, his last race at Pocono, and, I mean, this is a horse that, like, looked like he was going to be the best two-year-old out there. And he's going to be a huge price, a huge price. Yeah, he doesn't look at as bad as his morning line would suggest. Um, <clears throat> you know, just a little reversal of form, and, and they may be setting up for for a good run this time, you know, with that same uh, passive kind of elimination drive. They may be sitting on something nice. I don't think um, anybody's going to be a uh, perfect sting, but um, I liked always a Mickey as, as a price play. But, you know, it's just going to be so awkward because Perfect Sting is probably going to be somewhere somewhere around 2 to 5. <laughs> One thing I'll say about Southend Gendry is, other than his two breaks, he's also undefeated as well. I mean, you really can't knock him, but no. I, I just agree with everybody. I just think Perfect Sting is just something I never said. Cody, it's unbelievable. I mean, I mean, I know I know South when Jenry went one fifty one came home fast, but that that he, he moved to the lead in a really slow pace. I mean fifty six and four is is, uh, is was really really slow. Um, for this caliber of horse. You don't see any 56 and 4 to the half on Perfect Saints card. No, right. It, it's, it's, uh, you know, the, 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 the race set up really well for him. And, uh, I think, you know, I, I, I don't think he'll be 8 to 5 either. I think he'll be more than 5 to 2. I, I don't think he'll be. Yeah, I hope South Gentry takes money if that's possible. But I agree with Barry that he's going to be 3 to 5 for this yeah, I, I don't see how he's. I, I don't see him being one tick above above, above anybody in that race. I, I see him being Chalk City. Yeah, not Chalk City for sure. All right, let me find the. Uh, let me. We'll go to Saturday. As soon as I can find Saturday. I got. I got. I got PPs everywhere here. <laughs> PP Central. <laughs> Sounds like a, a, yeah. a drug commercial. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the drug commercials, and they have, you know, oh, this is really great medicine. You you get your doctor to give it to you, then they give you four hundred things that can go wrong. You know, in rare cases, it causes blindness and death. <laughs> like, all right, I hope I don't spin the wheel and get that one. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we have a couple more extra. We have extra races, obviously, on on Saturday, and uh, the Breeders' Crown doesn't get kicked off till uh, till eight. Excuse me, eight eight o'clock. Eight twenty four is is the scheduled post uh, for the eighth race. 
and uh, that is the open mare trot. Um, and it's kind of, uh, a, a, to me, it looks like a three-horse race. Um, when Doves Cry, uh, Plunge Blue Chip, and Manchego seem to be seconds better than everybody else in there. What do, what do you guys think about that race? Yeah, you nailed it. You definitely nailed it. <laughs> they look far better than the rest. Jay? Those three. Yeah, no, I mean, I think really and truly one stands out amongst the three, and that's the obvious, will definitely be favorite, is Manchego, who was just completely dominant early in the year and was as good as a trotter we've seen in years, probably. And then she seemed to tail off. For what reason? I have no idea. After that plane, that plane ridge race, which was just freaking unbelievable for a trotter to go 53 and 3 to the half and yeah, keep I on going and and she just kind of like you know i think that place knocked her off form it was so fast <laughs> because at, uh, on hamiltonian day in the steel dexter dunn brushed to the front and and, and he, he seemingly was in control of the race and for her three quarters and 123 is not like out of the question fast especially in the daytime no. And and she just had nothing. I mean, if, if there was more horses in the race, she would have been further behind. And then she came back at Tioga, and and again it was the same thing. She she had, uh, you know, a decent enough pace, but she had no punch. And then then she actually wound up breaking, um, in the on the half mile track, um, at on Little Brown Jug Day, and she came back in the Dayton Derby, and and she again she broke. She made another break. You know, I wonder if they made an equipment change on her, Chuck. I, I don't recall seeing anything about equipment change, but you know they brought her back uh, two weeks later. They gave her you know two weeks, and they qualified her at the Meadowlands, and it was like a training mile type qualifier. Uh, you don't see qualifiers at the Meadowlands go fifty five and three very often for <laughs> for these type of horses. I mean, it, it was literally like a training mile, and then last week in that Invitational. Uh, Dexter Dunn was obviously under orders not to leave the gate and to just give her, you know, to, to let her pace home a little bit, but or trot home a little bit, but there, there was no aggression at all, and, and she wound up following um, uh, Majestic Player A, who also was kind of tentatively ridden, and, and Jim Pansy sat in and, and pulled the pocket and, and just didn't want easy, but she just didn't seem like, uh, they, they just didn't seem like really... Um, it, it was just, it was like another training mile. So I, I don't know what to make of it. I really don't know what to make of it. I mean, I, I certainly think she's the best horse in here, but I'm not sure off those last four or five lines, I'm ready to take a real short price on her. Um, especially when, uh, when Plunge Blue Chip is, is in, is in really good form. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, you know, it, it, it's a shaky line, you know, to, to, to take a horse like that at a short price. You know, I, you know, that Mateo can beat me, um, especially at a short price. In, in, a, in a race like this where there's there's other options, um, you know, I like when doves cry, actually. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Mancheco dominates this field and wins big. But... 
I just don't. I'm, I'm with you. I don't. I don't really appreciate those lines. It, 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 that race way back at, at, at uh, Plain Ridge, I think, just knocked her off form, and she seems to be a little bit struggling to get back to where that was. I mean, the last couple of races were decent. Um, you know, the qualifier and then the invitational, but I, I can't trust her. Well, you know, you look at when Doves cry, and she won that race where Manchego um, started to look like she was tailing off. She won the steal uh, just just blowing by her first over, just pulled a pocket and blew by her. But then she came out of that race, and she went to that same race in Tioga, and she stunk, and, and, and she, she did nothing that day, and she wound up um, getting six weeks off and coming back in a qualifier at the Meadowlands, which, again, it was it was a slow qualifier. I mean, they went 59 and three to the half, you know. So it wasn't a real, um, you know, a real pressing effort. And then she came back in that Dayton Derby and drew terrible and went off at, a, you know, in an unbelievably long, probably the longest price of her career and made no impact. They brought her back at the Meadowlands in a, a condition race last week and, and she she was okay. I mean, she went to the lead. She set even pace. You know, she set reasonable fractions and and looked good against a a mostly overmatched field. But, um, you know, like her her form isn't great either. So no, <laughs> definitely not. But I, I was looking no, for trying to find place. a. I was trying to find an upsetter, and like the Chuck, one Chuck, and the you, two. Chuck, are you worried about the layoff of one blue chip? She hasn't been out since probably 24. I know, but, you know, she, she had, he had given her a month off going into that race. No, I know. I mean, she's got gaps galore. If, if, it was any, if it was anybody but him, I, I would be more concerned about it. But him, I, it might be, it, it, that might have been his plan all along. I mean, he, he certainly could have, he, he certainly could have put her in that invitational last week at, 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 uh, at Hoosier. Um, you know, that was basically the Breeders' Crown prep for, for a couple of the horses. But it, it's funny because you got three horses who are all clearly just a different breed of cat than the other ones. Um, and all of them have question marks. All of them have question marks. The one thing that... If Manchego, if Manchego runs back to the chicken race, this race is over, boys. Yeah, no, you're, you're right about that, but... You know, the way I figured it is they may not all, three of them may not all run, but all three of them won't. So one of the three is going to run <laughs> and going to run well. So, you know, it's just a matter of, of your preference as far as that goes. I, I mean, but I, I think there's some potential here for, for some big prices underneath, and the exotics might be pretty damn good. You know, the, the, the one horse who I, I would try to get in the number is Felicity Shagwell. The one thing she's got is speed, and it, it, you can't, almost can't even see it because she's had so many bad posts and so many issues that um, I just have a feeling that she's sitting on a good race, and her best race is not good enough to beat Manchego, to beat Plunge Blue Chip, or probably to beat Doves, when Doves Cry when they're on their best. But... You know, she doesn't have to win for you to get. You can get her in the number, and and she could make a, she could really light it up, especially if you get to, if you get her and if she can run second to one of those horses. 
if one of them makes a break, one of them, you know, just doesn't fire, and and, and uh, you get her twenty-seven to one running second, you're gonna get a good number. But the other horses, it's just it's it's hard to make a case for any of the local horses. They just don't look good enough. So this is not a deep field. No, no. If Atlanta was in there, she would be probably three to five. But she's in the open, so. The next race, the ninth race, uh, this is the uh, three-year-old Phillies trot. And uh, I have to say that this race had me completely flummoxed. I, I really I really don't know where to go here. And, and this is the kind of race, I think, um, similar to the two-year-olds, where there's a lot of a lot of potential winners. There's a lot of horses in here. Sorella that likes to, in the big races, she likes to run second. Um, a hypnotic AM seems like she she likes to run second. Um, caveat Eva, she, caveat Eva, she either wins or she's nowhere. Um, AB's Attitude Express is is a horse who who came out of that one uh, division where where they went thirty one and. Uh, 31 and 1 in the second quarter and she lost so like, I'm thinking to myself I kind of wanted to like her but how can I bet a horse that went a, a quarter and 31 and 1 on a, on a 7 ace track and, and still got beat what do you guys think about I mean who, who, who... I'm, I'm throwing one downfield here um, I like May Baby I, I, I think that horse has, has a ton of potential. Um, she's been in great form. I, I think they, they did the old, uh, we're going to save it for the final in her last race. So um, she, she, she'll be definitely competitive with this field. It's just a matter of the drive that she gets. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the home team in this one. The Yoders. Yes. Yoder's a better driver than Aki. <laughs> we know this. <laughs> we know this. I mean, he's not nearly as famous, but he, he's probably a better driver than Aki. But Jay, what do you think about this race? Uh, I think that Hypnotic AM is a Philly that always shows up. He's, what, 21 out of 21 in the month? 18 out of 21 first or second uh, you know I'm always going to lean toward horses like her and she might offer a bit of a price after being favored last week in her elimination where I thought she ran well she wasn't all out you know Brian Sears is not a driver you know that's going to go all in in the elimination race and I think she'll be in two form for the race Tomorrow night, actually Saturday. So, who do you think will be who, who do you think will be the favorite in the race? Do you think uh, Spoiled Princess will be favorite? It's a very good chance that she's favorite. Chuck, uh, she was pretty good last week. The tactics were done by combination, always tends to take money, and uh, she might be a slight favorite. Yeah, I, I thought the one was going to take a lot of money too. Uh, next level stuff. Yeah. Yep. 
yeah, she she had a she had a good trip. I mean, she didn't have have to do much um, other than kind of sit there. But she's a good horse too. I mean, this is another race where there's like five of them where you, you wouldn't be your six of them that you wouldn't be all that surprised if they won. No, not at all. I mean, you got some nice fillies in here with uh, stellar records as well. I mean, Andy Miller's filly is not a bad horse at all. She she's another horse that kind of always shows up. The only time uh, she shows, um, she shows being off the board, is races where she winds up three wide at some point. So, uh, you know, post ten, she she's leaving from the inside. Next level stuff's got speed. Um, even the two horses is uh, crucial's got speed. So, she should not get away too badly. She's better off in the ten than she is in the nine. Um, so I, she's, yeah, Andy, Andy, Andy's gonna have to work out a trip somehow from the hole. So I think he, you know, he's a trailer though, so it's not quite as bad as if if she was post ten on the gate. So you know, with the one having some speed, he might be able to get away fifth here, depending on how it works out. But th this is a, I mean, this is a really good betting race. I think the board's gonna have to, you're gonna have to play it based upon how the board works this this one out. Well, May Baby will be a price. So, Barry, you're good. Yes. You don't have to worry about the, the board. Exactly. Your board will be no, just fine. <laughs> you might blow up the board. Yes, that's, that's that is want. true. That's what we want to see. That is what we want to see. We want to see uh, We want to see big prices. In the British Crown, we always get like one or two just complete bombs to win. Um, obviously, that race... Um, that race took a whole new, uh, you know, with, with Ramona Hill scratching, it uh, it made it a whole, you know, it, it makes it a, certainly a wide open race compared to uh, what, kind of, what kind of year did she have? She, wow. she had an unbelievable year, but uh, I don't know if she'll be ready. You know, they're going to take a shot with her in the TVG finals. I think that's all that's left for her. She, I guess, she was sick. That's why she scratched. But yeah. um. I mean, is she up for horses? She's pr she's ranked number three now. I was gonna say she better be. Number two is uh is in the next race, the tenth race, which is three year old Phillies Pacers, and we have a prohibitive favorite of Party Girl Hill. And I usually try to find flaws with horses. I usually try to find <laughs> reasons to beat them and and saying you know what they all have an Achilles heel of some sort and. Can't do it. I think the only way she could lose is if the gate malfunctioned and like the inside five horses <laughs> weren't allowed to leave. I mean, she's just a machine, an absolute machine, and she can be anywhere he wants her to be. I mean, Dexter Dunn can put her. I, I think he'll put her on the lead, and from from post two. Um, I could be wrong. I mean, some of these outside guys might leave, and he might just let him go and brush. But of all the races, and we were talking earlier about uh, aggressive drives, this might be the one race where if she gets to, she works her way to the lead, nobody's real, real anxious to go head and head with her because it's a five hundred thousand dollar race, and and second and third pay real good. So yeah, they're gonna get a check. She's almost two seconds faster than everybody else. Yeah, she or she's more. she's a she's a real. Serious, serious horse, and um, I mean, I don't see her losing here again. And the number one rated horse, 
I'm picking against them. But um, really, the the key here is just try to find can can we find anybody in this race that that's going to be a decent number that we can get uh, on the board here. I kind of like the seven. JK's first lady. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of just one of those kind of mid-range type horses, I call them, that uh, always kind of finishing the money, runs well a lot, cashes a lot of checks, <laughs> and I don't think, you know, it's going to be any different on Saturday. I, I, I think that horse is, is as consistent as they get, other than the horse that's going to be 2-5 to five or 1-9. to nine. Um, But it's, it's all about price, you know, after you get past uh, Party Girl Hill, but I think the seven, I mean, maybe, you know, usually what I do in a race like that for, for like a super effective play, you know, is to cold deck the exacta and, and with some bombs on the, in the last two spots, you know, for, you know, five, $10 and see, see what we can land. Well, she's, you know, she paces and uh, she paces sub 50 every week. So yeah, exactly. Peaky Sneaky is in is in career form. Um, she, I mean, she gave Party Party Girl Hill a little bit of a tussle last week. I mean, she went a ridiculous first quarter, and then got a, a got away with a, a ridiculously slow second quarter. But uh, you know, she she's going to be the logical, um, you know, second choice. I would think in here. Um, may, maybe I don't know. Maybe Lion Sentinel will be the second choice. I, I, one of those two. But uh, I was trying to get the one horse in the number, the the Burke horse with Kakali, thinking that that horse might wind up following Party Girl Hill. Not a bad, you know, option either. I mean, it's it's not going to be too difficult for the one to work out a decent trip, given where all the speed is, and can kind of just coast. You know, and, and then make a, make one little move and, and try to cash that check. I, I, I don't think anybody's really trying to beat Party Girl Hill, which kind of sucks, but they, they're just not fast enough. I, I, I think Yannick will do the same thing. I think he'll blast off. I think he'll get to the lead, and I think he'll yield the Party Girl Hill, which, unfortunately, you know, if you're trying to make any money getting that race, that kind of, uh, you know, puts him in the two-hole but um, behind her, which is the place to be. But he might just maybe go down the road and maybe figure, hey, listen, I'm just going to send, and I'm not going to try to back it off at all. I'm just going to try to get some distance between her and, and, and maybe she can get in traffic trouble. Because you know what the one thing about Yannick? He's going to try to win. Every time. So, <laughs> you know, he, he he's not playing for second place. So, you know, he, he's, he's going to send that Philly's got... She's in good form and, and and she's got speed and I can't imagine that he's not going to send. So that that would to me be the only X factor in the race is if he just goes down the road and goes like fifty four to the half, and, and just tries to bottom the field out, you know, and and to make that, her that chase. That seems like his only. That, that seems like his only option. I don't think it'll work, but. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think that's just his only shot. You know that forced forced his hand. He, he's got to go. I mean, there's there's no way he sits. <laughs> He's got to go. There's really not that much speed uh, in the race, to be honest. I mean, like you said, Chuck, they're going to line up 4-2 and, you know, being sneaky and party girl, and maybe drop a hat 
can somehow uh, work our way into the pocket, like you said. I mean, it's definitely a possibility if nobody else leaves. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting because, like, like you said, there's not a lot of speed for this kind of horse. The, the other, you know, Hen Party's got speed, but she's outside, and she looks a little overmatched. The New Year is in the second tier, so she's kind of screwed. So, you know, those are the other two that really leave the gate fast, and they, they have, you know, terrible post positions. So it just kind of, it, it looks like a lineup number, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how, it, how it, and Party Girl Hill will be, you know, one to five. Uh, she's something else. She's, she is a... Good horse, that's for sure. Um, a big motor. She really does. Uh, let, let's take a break right now. We have a we're coming up against the hour, and we'll finish it up with uh, the glamour divisions. All right, boys, give me a second. Unfortunately, due to technical issues, the second half of the show. Did not get uploaded properly and now is lost in cyberspace somewhere and I have not been able to recover it. I will see if I can get the guys back together or at the very least I can provide their selections. Um, it was a fun show to do. And sadly, the technology sometimes escapes me, and I'm not an expert by any means. Unfortunately, this doesn't happen often. It has happened before. I don't know why it happens. Anchor doesn't know why it happens. It just does. So, um, I'm going to try to get uh, something put up to add on to this for the Saturday races. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you.